0: Welcome to the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. Welcome to the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, Adam Croft. Good afternoon, Hi. Adam. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Hugh. I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah very well, very well and extremely excited um, that you've come on the show and we've got a proper real sim track as you can see in the background there, um, a proper sim centre. Um, tell us a bit about um, yourself and how you got into motorsport and how it all began.
1: Okay so um, well I guess my motorsport journey started as a as a kid, as as most people do, as, a, as an enthusiast, a fan, um, it was all stemmed from my dad's interest in it. Um, never really competed at at, uh, at junior level. It was always a bit of a, an ambition and a dream of mine. And then, um, I think when I was late 20s, uh, circumstances changed and offered me the opportunity to be able to go and get my race license and, and start doing some racing. So that's really where it started. It's only ever been at hobby level, you know, at club level for myself, but obviously passionate about the sport as a, as a fan and an enthusiast. Um, and you know the fact I'm a competitor in it at at any level um, mm-hmm. is a big thing for me. Yeah, and uh, of course we now we happened
0: to meet about twelve years ago actually um, yeah. at Silverstone when you were doing your your racing license. Yeah, um, and uh, with my good friend Jonathan. Um, and uh, that's when you were you were that was, was that your, your first real experience of getting your license and kind of getting into motor racing. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. So prior to that, I'd obviously done track days and um, you know so. Sort of karting with mates and things like that. But in terms of actually properly going racing, that was the first the first roll of the dice, really. And I don't think Silverstone run that course anymore. But at the time, they did this five-day race-intensive course. Yeah. It was absolutely mega. Yeah. And such a good way to, to have an introduction to, to motorsport. You obviously put through your paces in the classroom, on the track, and at the end of the course, you then get your license, and you take part in your first two races. Yeah. Um, Great group of people, many of whom that I'm still friends with now. Um, the, you know, some obviously went everyone went off in their different directions. Um, yeah. the big claim to fame from that course was that we were, had a young Kevin Magnusson with us. So uh right. yeah. Kevin Magnusson uh, came on the course, followed by a big T V crew from because um, ah, his his father was there as well, wasn't it? Jan Magnussen was there. Jan Magnussen was there, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Um and obviously that was the start of his racing journey and he was destined for, for big things and his, his talent shone through, you know, even at that age. So, um, but the rest of us, you know, went on to slightly, uh, slightly more humble uh, racing careers, I suppose, but all doing our own thing um, in our own way. And as I say, 12 years on, still got a lot of friends and contacts from that course. And it was the, it was the thing that sort of put me into that world properly. And um, I've never looked back since. Yeah. Oh
0: was, I was mean I was a spectator on that on that great event. Um, and it was it was fantastic fun for me because they very kindly let me sit in on a lot of the classroom stuff that they were learning. And, and it was really fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. And then they'd go out, out onto the, the, the short circuit and then they would they would um, go around every corner and they'd get you to almost sit on the ground as yeah. if you're seeing it from a single-seater point of view and, and, uh, and how to take the best line. And it was really absolutely uh, brilliant. Uh, and it was quite funny when you met people from different, Backgrounds as to how they'd got there. I think one chap was supposed to be working that weekend, and he had to phone in, pretend to be off sick, so he could just make yeah. the things <laughs> make the racing that day yeah. and all <laughs> sorts of things, you know. And then of course we had Jan Magnussen and his up. And I remember playing scale electrics with him. Um, at the end they had the kind of the, the welcome area. They had the scale electrics bit, and he was, okay. he was he was really quick on that. I thought they're all cheating. Uh, you know, you know, doing all sorts of things to get the fastest okay. time and all sorts of stuff. But <laughs> oh, it was it was a fantastic thing to watch and and just to see yeah. everybody have a, for the first go. I mean, I think I find one of the most nerve-wracking experiences was when they all did your practice start, um, because yeah. you had to be you had to be very careful. Obviously, you were you know, they got you ready. You had the five-second boards, and I thought might even just giving you know making sure you're watching everything would be something else. And then you had to race to the first corner. And not crash. And that was, you know, not going to anyone. And then I thought, well, how are you going to do that when it's only one corner? You know, it's going to be harder to, to break and, and kind of more likely to crash into somebody. Um, but no, it was great fun watching it. And then obviously seeing the two races after that as well. Um, uh, I think Jonathan did quite well. He finished third and one. And i think another, he, did, he did pretty well yeah. yeah yeah he qualified well were you in his i know there were two groups that weekend i'm trying to remember if you were in that group or if you I were can't in can't
1: remember to be honest with you um I, th- I think me and jonathan might have been in the same group yeah uh, um but yeah the, the the group was sort of split into two smaller groups for the duration uh, of the week and we were sort of yeah. doing you know different driving skills and different car experiences kind of in parallel and then yeah. um you know obviously joined up at the end for the um, for the racing so ah. so um really from from
0: that point on to to get to this phenomenal sim center that you have there uh, behind you uh, how did it all start because i mean that must have been you know what what made you decide to go into the kind of simulator
1: type business so again it was all sort of quite circumstantial really i mean i, I after doing that course at silverstone in 2007 i went on to Um, compete at club racing level um, which I still do now and um, was just you know getting more and more heavily involved in it um, getting to know the scene and the industry a bit more and my first introduction to simulators was when we had a race uh, abroad Um, I think it was at it was either Spa or Zandvoort I can't remember which one it was and a driver coach who I was working with at the time very talented driver a guy called Callum McLeod Uh, who's currently racing in British GT now um, and a Bentley Works driver, he suggested to me that we used the simulator to learn the track. Obviously, we'd never been to those, um, to to Spa or Zandvoort, whichever one it was. Um, So he he booked me in for a session at iZone, which at the time was the main sim centre in in the country, based at Silverstone. Um, And we went and spent a morning there and learned the track with him coaching alongside. And that's... That was probably my first introduction to simulators, and my understanding of how much value it could give in terms of um, learning a new track and perfecting your skills. Mm. <coughs> to be fair, that was a good few years ago now, and mm. uh, didn't really do anything properly in terms of sim work after that. I had the occasional trip to 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 various sim centers, yeah. and then in the last couple of years, I got to thinking that in the north of England, where where I'm based. Hmm. That there was nothing like that type of facility in this area yeah yeah. more and more people i knew were using simulators as part of their race preparation you know whether they were pro drivers or or more sort of entry-level club drivers like myself yeah and i started exploring the opportunity around whether there would be interest and demand for a proper driver-training simulator centre in the north of England. Wow. Um, you know, not, not to sort of reinvent the wheel, it was very much looking at the sort of model that iZone have and that Base Performance have. Those two players very much dominate the market, both based at or near Silverstone. Yeah. But you have drivers coming from, from Yorkshire or above that would be driving three hours down the motorway. Yeah. to the simulator. Mm. And that's a big commitment
0: yeah
1: yeah and uh that's where i got to thinking that there was probably some potential for this mm-hmm. in uh in the north of england um to set up a you know a proper commercial simulator centre
0: yeah, well, it sounds fascinating. Um, because to see we saw your promotional video, which we will attached at the um, onto this video at the start and also at the yeah. end as well. Um, I mean, you've got the, the detail. I mean, it, it reminded me of kind of going into a Formula One factory when I yeah. did the Renault tour a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, you know, everything's all there's loads of monitors everywhere, and everything's recorded live, and you can speak to people as they're driving and all these kind of things. I mean, it really is. It's it's almost like a little kind of um, like a, like a kind of pit pit crew kind of situation and then you've got your car and your driver next door kind of thing um i mean it's how do you find when people come along and and have a go is it to help them try and you know get you know improve their lap times or do people come with different um, ambitions when they when they come into the site
1: yeah so i mean just to go back to your first point there my aim right from the start with this was to set up a proper professional centre yeah. you know there's there are places around and many teams themselves have their own sim set up in-house but they don't necessarily use as a commercial venture but that they use for their own driver training but i thought if we're going to create something uh that's going to appeal to the driver market and also to, to wider markets as well which i'm sure we'll come on to yeah then it needs to look the part you don't know, yeah. need every bit as good as those guys that i've mentioned down at silverstone that are, that are leading the way yeah um, I should also men- should also mention at this point that obviously partnering with Geneta, um which is the route that i um that i went down with this i pitched the idea to Ginetta, mm. Um and we're now we have Simtrack is based at the Geneta factory in leeds mm. so in that respect it has to look the past it has to reflect the Geneta yeah. brand it's yeah. not solely for the use of Geneta drivers mm-hmm. but being linked to Ginetta and that that family, it has it has to look the part. Yeah. So the kit that we've got is is top of the range. The uh, the, the software that we use, the driver training tools that we use, the coaches that we employ to run the sessions is all um, first class. Um, you know, sort of best that we can get on the market, basically. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question about why people come to use us, it's I'd say it's twofold really. You've got new drivers who maybe haven't raced at a lot of circuits previously so they want to come and learn the tracks Mm. you know maybe people people like myself when i went on that silverstone course 10 12 years ago you know most of the tracks i then went to race the following year i wouldn't i'd never been to so as a way to to learn new tracks before you go and spend thousands of pounds going testing absolutely perfect and then you get the more um the more seasoned drivers or the, the kind of pro-level drivers, if you like, that are then using simulators to very much enhance their skills, get more seat time, you know, testing on track in in real life is becoming ever more Uh difficult to come by, more expensive to come by. And simulators, especially with the accuracy of the models of the cars on them, gives a very uh, good alternative for drivers to refine their skills and practice certain areas that they want to try and try and work on.
0: Yeah. Oh, it sounds it sounds really, really good because, as you say, it's expensive. Motorsport is never cheap. It's always a, a – you're going to have a good bit of money to be able to do it properly. Um, and I think, as you say, when you, you know, I know the value of the course that Jonathan did all those years ago, it was well into the thousands. Um, but it was a phenomenal course and, and worth every penny because to get, get your licence properly and get the experience is, is absolutely vital. Um, yeah. And obviously, having something like that, as you have with SimTrack, um, do you find that you have a particular um, – you know, obviously – being in charge of it you can decide I right, i would like to have a go <laughs> and, uh, do you have a, you know how how do you find that you using the the, the simulator yourself and um, what how has it helped you in your in your driving career
1: well ironically um this is probably one of my biggest bugbears of, of the whole thing i i get to use it very little you know i sort of thought what a great business to have i'll have this uh top of the range simulator uh that i can access sort of uh 24 7 and and really work on my own skills. The reality is, probably apart from 10-15 minute bursts here and there, yeah, yeah, I'm actually on it very little because yeah. customers are on it. You know, yeah. our driver coaches are on it. Our test team are on it developing cars to get the cars to be as accurate as they can be. So yeah. yes, obviously I, I get access to it and, and can use it before my own race weekends, which is brilliant for just getting getting your head into gear. It makes sure that you when you turn up at the test day on the Friday you hit the ground running you know, you're not spending half the day trying to reacquaint yourself to the track and to the car because you've done that sort of that learning in the simulator yeah. um but yeah in terms of me personally uh, i struggle to get on it as much as i would, as much as I would <laughs> do so that's maybe i maybe need to diarize some time in the calendar to make sure i get get my own preparation done properly
0: but then that's that's a good sign. That's a sign to mind you that, that, that people are coming in and using your business, which is good, and using the, exactly. yeah. the system center, which is exactly what you want. Um, yeah. That's it's, that's fantastic. I mean, where do you see it going in the future of this kind of? Do you, think, you know, would you is there room to have more than one kind of geneta simulator in your in your kind of um, franchise or in your in your business, or would you would you eventually want to add other types of of racing simulators into that?
1: Yeah, I mean the. know to a certain extent the world is our our oyster on this one it's um in terms of proper driver training simulator centers Mm -hmm. um it's still quite a limited uh offering in terms of the companies that are out there doing it you know i mentioned Izone and base previously Mm um there's a couple that that are sort of more based down south um you know around the london region yeah you know fundamentally you've still if you, if you separate out the esports and the gaming side yeah. of it, which which is what I'm uh, very specific about with our business, you know, we're not on the gaming side of things. We are very much about using simulators for driver training purposes. Yeah. You know, the availability mm-hmm. of that type of resource is still fairly limited in this country. So you yeah. have still got drivers that are traveling a long way to yeah. go and use a new, proper sim center. So in terms of developing the model, yes, there's an opportunity for um additional centers i think around the country um we have to be wary of the fact that there is a finite market for this yeah you know um a... yes there's a lot of race drivers in the country but then if you start to segment it out in terms of those that have the budget to do yeah additional stuff like stick work yeah. versus those that literally are on a shoestring budget and you know they're cobbling together every penny to put a new set of tires on their car for a race weekend yeah yeah. We have to sort of, um, be conscious of that marketplace and understand that there isn't, you know, there isn't an infinite number of drivers to go at. Yeah. So that said, you know, you're looking at any region of the country and there's a lot of drivers, you know, a lot of drivers from the north of England, lots of drivers from the Manchester side, from the Leeds side, from Scotland, you know, down in the southwest. And um you know, there is scope for, for further development with this kind, this kind of thing, I believe.
0: Yeah, well I mean I'm just trying to think, I don't know if there's anything like that, like what you have in Scotland <clears throat> at all, um, but uh, you know, it, it, I mean I know we have Notkill, um, which is the, kind of the main kind of race circuit um, in Fife, which is really the only kind of racing place really of that size of a proper kind of racetrack um, yeah. in Scotland, but I, I certainly think something like that up here would be would be great. Um, we're, we're actually hoping that we have a, we have an old track, you may, you've probably heard of it, called Charter Hall. Um, yeah. uh, where Jim Clark and, and Fangio and all sorts used to race away in the, in the 50s and, the, and very, very early 60s. And we're hoping, I mean, it's a big, big ask, but we're trying to get a group together to raise the profile of Charter Hall because at the moment it's really not really being used. They do have still the old runway and still bits of the old track. Um, but we would love to make it into a proper track eventually. Um, yes. Because we know that it's not just a matter of the motor racing side that, that comes along to that. It's all the infrastructure that comes with it. You know, you, you then have your motor racing teams coming down or your, you know the, 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 the technology side um, accompanies yes. that. Um, and we think it would do a huge amount for the Scottish Borders, you know, it, it could completely revitalise yeah. the whole area. And, uh, you know, I have the, the pipe dream that I can uh, speak to Bernie Eccleston and say, oh, we, all we need is 300 million, you know, <laughs> so, and yeah. we, can, we can get a proper Formula One track here, you know. because um, yeah. yeah, we're in a very quiet part of the country with good, you know, good roads and good access and it would be something to have some proper motorsport as well. We have a huge motorsport heritage up here in the Scottish Borders. Um, in fact, we have the, the Jim Clark Motorsport Museum that's just about to be reopened. They've they've completely rebuilt the whole place, um, and I think Dario Franchitti and uh, David Coulthard and, and uh, Jackie Stewart will be coming up in August um, to, to to for the reopening, and they're going to close the roads and, and have the real race, the old racing cars racing up. Town street, um, just outside the museum, they, they did it a couple of years ago um, for one of their kind of the, the anniversary um, meetings but i 'm sure that would be something you would be more than welcome to come up to and, and it 's it's a great great event and be some big celebrities there too so yeah, it sounds like it but your sim track signs great, in the back and, and, and
1: great business
0: cards, yeah yeah absolutely because it's the kind of thing we know it's a great motor racing heritage and, and i think you know you'd have a chance you never know who you might meet um at, a, at those kind of um sessions but uh it's quite i think i mean i i, I love sim racing for the side of the gaming as well because it's, it's great fun for somebody like myself who doesn't really have a budget to go motor racing but can yeah. you know plug it into your monitor at night time and have a go and these other things i think it's great and i think it does improve your driving um, I mean, I, I used to be a driving instructor many, many years ago and at the time it was for BSM and they had a cardboard cutout of a Vauxhall Corsa and you mm-hmm. had to go in this and you could do a SIM, a sim session at the time for about for £20 an hour um, and you got to drive this old Corsa with a, a few big old television screens in front of you. Um, and, uh, and, but that was the thing. But even even in the early 2000s, that was kind of beginning to happen and I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't, they haven't done more with that or the government hasn't made the, um, you know, the driving test much more. Um, around the simulator experience to kind of get people ready for driving before they yeah. head out onto the main road. But um, but I think the more people kind of practice with these kind of sim type um, uh, equipment, you know, it does it get, it does make you a better driver. I think you know you can very easily learn how to be how to control a car better. All these things are, are good good skills to have. And what you're doing is you're training drivers to be
1: better racing drivers, isn't exactly. it? Which is a great thing for the and, and you only have to look at the likes of. Um you know the likes of, sort of Lando Norris and Max Verstappen. In yeah, you know, Lando Norris is a, a fantastic example of someone who who has been a big advocate of simulators. Yeah, uh, you know, in his whole journey, right from when he started as a junior, right the way through the single seater ladder. Uh, I mean, he actually started out in Genetta's uh, yeah. in his car racing career, um, and he does huge amounts of time on the sim. Yeah, you know, I think there was there was some stats about before his debut at Melbourne. Um, at the start of this season he'd done something like 600 laps around the Alba Park track wow. Wow. Uh, on the simulator Yeah, yeah. Which, you know it's massive and you know you know how influential the guys in F1 are so all the youngsters looking up to those people yeah and it's you know there's a real sort of a little bit of a sheep mentality in, in motor racing and if one person starts doing something mm-hmm. everyone else does and yeah. Yeah. You know, they. Uh, if they start to see the benefits that someone like lando norris has gained from using the sims uh for, for the purposes that he has mm-hmm. and then everyone starts doing it i mean we get a lot of juniors through our through our sim yeah. lots of genetic juniors you know because for them obviously they've got restrictions around school and when they can get on track and yeah. a lot of them will be coming out of carts into cars so the simulator is brilliant for them because it helps to that helps them to learn about the car control We can model their car absolutely perfectly on the sim and they can then learn the tracks that they probably haven't yet raced at so you know particularly the junior market is the sort of carters going into cars and the current juniors is a huge part of what we do yeah well, I think as well.
0: I mean, for a lot of our viewers who be watching this, you know, yes, many of them are are on the gaming side, but they're they're followed from people who have maybe done, you know, they've qualified for championships, um, like FIA championships from Grand Turismo. And I'm trying to remember the name of the chap. It was Jan. Oh, it's like Mansa. Malver, that's the one. Yes, because um, of course he won the GT championship. Was it in 2013? Yeah. I think it was, um, and uh, and then he went on to race in. I think was it was uh, the Nissan Nissan and did back that. And I've seen him race in other series. I think now he, he's, he's, he's a professional racing driver. So I think for a lot of people, people see the sim driving as a real opportunity that if they can show some talent in that, there's a there's a, a potential to go somewhere with it. Yeah,
1: and you know people are making careers now out of. Sim racing in in itself, you know, without even yeah. then taking to the track, they're they're making the careers out of, out of sim racing. But as I say, that's that's an angle that I think other people and other companies cater yeah. for quite well. Yeah, yeah, very well. To be fair, it's not it's not the market that we are pushing yeah. as much. Yeah. We, we want to take the existing race drivers and offer them a facility that gives them additional seat time chance to improve their skills work on certain areas learn new tracks in a you know a safe cost-effective environment um that doesn't cost the earth you know let's be honest a a day in the sim is going to cost you a lot less even with coaching a day in the sim is going to cost you a lot less than it does to take your car to the racetrack for the day so Hmm. um you know some real value in that
0: you should speak to David Perel, who I interviewed a, a few months ago, um, because he's a, a, a GT uh, Championship driver with uh, in the Blancpain um, yeah. uh, Championship, and I and it, very very. Uh, Great, great guy to interview and I met him at Silverstone about a month yeah, ago down at the when it was there for the the, the three hour endurance race um, and, uh, and he was saying when I interviewed him that now he reckons that actually you're better off doing sim racing or sim practice on a simulator than you are doing car- go-karting and things like that yeah. because actually you get you get more it's more effective training and um, that kind of thing so it, it really is showing that where you are um, obviously, you're on a different scale, um, but um, it, it, it's still, you know, that is what the professionalism. That's where it's going, and, and how yeah, effective.
1: Yeah, in works. terms of the um, the accuracy of the of the models um, of the cars that you can develop on on the sim. Yeah. You know, we were doing some work last last week with one of the top touring car teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one of their drivers and their engineering team yeah. coming in SimTrack. You know, we we've we've modelled their car as accurately as we can get it on on the simulator and the feedback from the driver is that it is absolutely bang on compared to the feel that he would expect from his race car That's so once you start to get to that level and you can then test things or or implement different parts or settings on the sim before you then try it in real life which is what a lot of the F1 teams are doing with their sim work yeah and it becomes a really powerful tool because then you're not just generically getting in a sim and driving any car you're driving the car that you race in in real life yeah yeah. that's why when we have a junior in we put them in the junior the Ginetta junior model on the Mm -hmm. sim if we have a g55 super cup driver Mm -hmm. they're driving the g55 sim model you know the touring car team uh, you know a catering driver whatever it may be they're driving the car that's most accurate to the car that they race in real life
0: no, oh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the detail is immense that so you can have that kind of accuracy. And so people can, can jump in the car and think, actually, this is virtually the same as what I'm driving, you know, racing around a track, um, which, is, which is brilliant. So tell me, who have you had? What kind of famous um, celebrity, or, well, they're all celebrities, but who has been your most famous um, visitor to, to SimTrack?
1: Uh, well, I think in terms of highest profile generally, it would have to be Sir Chris Hoy. Um, uh- we were massively honored to get Sir Chris Hoy to the opening of, of our um, our business here, which was huge for us. I mean, obviously since Chris gave up the the cycling, he's done a lot in the racing world. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff with, with Janetta. So the guys here at Janetta have got um, good links with um, with Chris Hoy. Mm-hmm. And when we launched the Simtrack business in February, end of January, February, um we had a sort of VIP opening day, and we invited um, Sir Chris down for that, so he was our sort of guest of honour. Um, that was mega, you know, to get to get him here as one of the first users of the sim. That was that was really special. Um, We've also had Guy Smith here, who's um, the uh, ex Le winner, ex Bentley driver. All right, based locally, you know, probably about an hour from where we are. and name and talent in in the sport so um you know we're getting some some big names here I say working with top touring car team at the moment um you know with drivers who who are household names um so yeah it's that's brilliant it all helps with the profile you know our bread and butter is from it comes from the guys that are you know on their journey to being like those people but to get those names in every now and again you know yeah. is, a, is a big tick <laughs> in the box oh, well,
0: i'm sure you'll have a visit from jonathan and my good self in a wee while when <laughs> <All> the
1: proper vips
0: <laughs> yes oh that would be lovely i mean it, it does look absolutely brilliant i mean it, it's uh i always love going around motor racing venues and seeing what it's like because you just know it's everything is put into the the detail and making it as good as it can be and yeah. um, and from watching that video this morning and seeing what you've got there um it does look absolutely brilliant and um, just yeah. to give an idea I mean if somebody say some of our viewers might be interested maybe they might well be part-time racers or, or even looking to do some kind of club sport and there are kind of a, a what kind of price range does you know sometimes start out at or is it too specialist to kind of go into that sir
1: I mean it does it does very much depend on what what each individual driver wants um, yeah you know some people will come in just for one a one off session yeah. others will will book a, a a block of time that they'll use over the course of a season but mm-hmm. to give you a ballpark figure if you did a a half day here with which uh, would include your coaching with a professional driver coach full data analysis video review uh data to take away with you um, that would be in the region of 500 pounds for a for a half day okay that's um, pretty, yeah. Um, you know, if you're booking multiple sessions, you know, if you've yeah. you booked seven or eight sessions to mirror your your race season, for instance, then there's you know the rates obviously come down. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that's um, that's a very very good. I mean, you know, I was thinking to myself of you know I'd like to get faster because I'm I'm a total amateur uh, when it comes to even gaming. You know, I I, I try and mark myself on the timesheet, you know, for different things, but uh, and on on the games that I do, but um, to learn properly, you know, for someone like myself who's never had any Doesn't have any kind of racing license or any race experience But to come down as a complete beginner and then learn a track that would be a huge thing for me You know because I think well I'm learning the lines properly You know braking accelerating all those kind of things that are crucial and steering inputs and so on and then Have somebody say right this is where you need to improve or this is how you
1: can adjust and so
0: on be massive
1: That's the key point there Hugh is um, You know we can all we can all blast around in a sim you know, as much as you can on a, a track day or a test day, you just go round and round in circles, hoping to make some improvements. But if yeah. you keep doing the same things over and over again, yeah, going to know where you know where the uh, the time gains are. So, it for us, it's as much about the the uh, added extras that we do as part of our sim service. So, we're using top of the range technology in terms of the sim itself. Yeah, but we use pop driver coaches. To make sure that they're getting the most out of the time on the sim, you know, yeah. it's no good just coming up, to, you know, turning up for three hours. I mean, you can do that, just, you know, play on the sim for three hours. But if you really want to improve and develop and to know where the lap time gains are, yeah. that's where you work with the coach and you go yeah. through the data exactly as you would do at the track mm-hmm. to uh, you know to work on your skills in that respect yeah
0: no that would be that would be an amazing thing because I know for a lot of people they see the top guys and they think, how are they managing to get you know five seconds quicker or three seconds quicker a lap and they'll talk about trail breaking and your entry points to this and breaking points to that and you 're like well that 's all just um, you know uh, it 's a jargon you know you need to kind of know and find out yourself how how it actually works and and what they actually do and your, your um, obviously your, your facilities can help
1: get top tuition yeah. to, to yeah you know, we see in terms of driver um, sort of driving traits or techniques we see exactly the same stuff happening in the sim as mm-hmm. happens in real life so if a driver has a particular style mm-hmm. um, that they that they drive a race car in real life yeah they tend to do the same in the sim yeah and that's a great opportunity then for the driver to work with our coaches to, to refine those techniques you know if, if it's something that isn't quite right mm-hmm. um, that they can really work on that and and perfect the technique um, yeah. and the more they then drive the sim like the race car yeah. the more feedback they get from it and the more value they get from the sessions. so um, yeah. it's, it is very is directly applicable to to real life and you know how they can improve their driving uh, on the track yeah
0: Oh, it's fascinating and it's, it's brilliant. And I think from, from what we've had today, I think people will see exactly where they are in their own kind of race career or what they would like to do. Um, and, uh, you know, as you say, we'll, have, we'll get your video before and at the end as well attached to this um, so people can see exactly. With what the facilities are like and, and what kind of, you know, what they can expect um, when they come to, to visit you. Um, but um, oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Adam, to, to interview you today and to, to see what your facilities are like and your motorsport um, okay. heritage and, and, and all, all these things that go with it. And hopefully we can get regular updates with you as to as to who, you know,
1: yeah,
0: um, who's been coming in. I was going to say, um, obviously you were saying that Jamie Chadwick, because she, she, she was in Janetta's before she went to Formula W. She uh, was yeah so she would have been she might be the kind of client as well that would be coming on to your kind of to your kind yeah. of track or your your facilities there uh,
1: absolutely yeah i mean you know for us um any driver of of any level is you know is, is welcome at at uh, at simtrack as i say the you know the ones that will get the real value from it are those that are properly looking to progress in this sport and to to make a career out of it so the juniors and upwards but yeah i mean you know someone like someone like jamie chadwick any of these juniors that have then gone on to race at um at, at higher levels mm-hmm. uh, will have used simulators a lot you know they'll have been to iso and they'll have been to base yeah if they're local to us hopefully they'll be they'll be coming to us but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah all those guys and girls are are uh, the, the sort of key clients for mm-hmm. us the the other angle that i perhaps should have mentioned is is the corporate side of things as well so Whilst we are first and foremost a driver training simulator facility, we also run corporate events for local businesses. So, mm-hmm. if that's businesses looking to entertain their clients or uh, to reward their staff or have a bit of a team-building exercise, then we do um, corporate events here where these guys can sample you know, technology and equipment that top-level racing drivers are using and they get to, you know, we can put a Formula One car on the sim. They can have a blast around Monaco or Spa or Silverstone, you know. And yeah. It's a great experience for them. You have a bit of a fastest lap shootout. Yeah. You know, and it's a great place to host them. It's part, you know, we're, we're part of the Geneta factory, so there's a great factory tour that we include. Yeah. In. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's a corporate day with a difference. So. Yeah. Oh, well, you'll need to give us
0: information for that. And we'll make sure that we put it onto the video, too, um, so we can see uh, so everyone watching can, can get a, a really good feel. I mean, I think it would be epic um, having that. I can imagine, if, when I used to work in a call centre many years ago, that would have been the best thing ever, to come along and see who can do the fastest lap,
1: okay. and hopefully you can beat your boss, you know? You know <laughs> that's the kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, sort of building up that, you know, that competitive element yeah. to yeah. it. And, you know, you'd be surprised, then, the number of people that you know, perhaps will do a corporate day with us here at SimTrack and then look at doing something... Um, you know going like doing a corporate track day then or yeah spending a day with janetta up at blyton park you know there's all sorts of stuff that it leads on to because people get a taste for it you know yeah. as you know you, you saw the the group of 12 or 15 of us that were on that course at silverstone and yeah. once the once the bug's got you it's it's fully in there it's difficult to to shake it so
0: yeah. Oh, my my one. I, I always remember when I when I arrived at that bit at Silverstone, um, and I was I had a, I was working for a car hire company, and I had an old Fiesta van. That's all they could give me to to to, to go on this run, and I had yeah. driven all the way, and I didn't realise that. I mean, this is from I drove from Edinburgh to Silverstone in one go, pretty much. So about three hundred and fifty miles, um, yeah. and uh, and I didn't realise that my, my rear tyre was slightly flat. And I thought, oh, it's just, it's just a wee bit, it'll be fine, I'll, I'll go down there. And when I got there, um, they were, Jonathan had told him that I was coming. So one of the one of the marshals or one of the, 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 the staff had looked out for me. Um, and he came to my car. And of course, I'd, I hadn't even noticed at the back that anything was wrong. And he got his tyre pressure gauge out. And he says, have you driven all the way from Scotland on, on a tyre that's flat? And I said, yeah, I never, I never stopped at a full-time yeah. fuel. And it was at 7 psi. For the whole the whole way so i don't know how i managed it but i got down there and i hadn't noticed so maybe the car was that bad that it was i thought that was normal for an old fiesta van yeah. you know but that was that was that was the thing but that was so they were all kind of amazed that i made it um, but, uh, but no, it was such a, such a good event and motor racing um, is just so exciting and, and uh, it's so unique for everyone, isn't it? To, to have a chance to That'll go out there yeah. and race and, and do well but look, I wish you all the best for the business and for your own racing career as well um, and it's been an absolute pleasure and as I say, I'd love to do regular updates with you um, it would be fantastic um, to see how it's all going and how things develop that would be absolutely brilliant um, and uh, if I can persuade my wife I'll definitely be able to come down and visit and uh, yeah, you to pay
1: good. us a visit, but uh, no, thank you very much, you, for having us on the show. Um, be more than happy to uh, to do a regular slot where we can uh, update you on how things are going and you know, particular events that we might be having on, for instance. Yes, yeah, absolutely, that would be uh, super. Uh, yeah, say any sort of VIPs that we get through the door, so um, uh, that'd be great, you know, fantastic opportunity for us to to talk about the business. So, uh, appreciate, yeah. uh, appreciate you letting us on the show.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Well, you've been listening and watching too the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hatrick, and my very special guest, Adam Croft from SimTrack.co.uk.
1: Thank you very much, Hugh.
0: Cheers. At cardioadvisor.co.uk we can help you save thousands of pounds on your next new car or van. And we can also source second-hand cards as well. And we can save you money on car rental, whether it be in the UK and abroad. Just click our rental link on the website. And we'll give you a free gift if you trade in your car with Weber Any Car using our special website link. So go to the website now and see how much you can save. And it's back to the show. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to cardoadvisor.co.uk. And you can see all the special offers that we have on the website. And remember, we have our YouTube channel, which is at QHatrick. And also, we have our podcast on Podby, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor FM. And if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our shows. Or you can donate every month for just a pound. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.